Returns. I'm your host Brian. With me, as always, is my brother Nez. What's up, man? <sighs> my fault again, everyone. Every time we go on these long hiatuses, I'm taking the blame. So, just... uh, I'll take I'll take part of the blame. I needed a I needed a mental break. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get situated with some stuff over here in my house. <laughs> yeah, but we're back. We're back with the uh, is it Renegades 1989? Yep. My old man used to always say you gotta trust somebody sometime. They're wanted by every cop in town. First sign of trouble, I'll break your neck. Buster. They've broken every law. Trust me. They've turned the city upside down. And they're the good guys. Keeper Sutherland. Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, I'm having a good time. How about you? Renegades. Rated R. Starts Friday, June 2nd at theaters everywhere. Uh, what do you got for synopsis? I don't have anything cool. Okay, let's see. You got to go with the Googles first. While no-nonsense Philadelphia cop Buster McHenry is going undercover to investigate a gang headed by the ruthless Marino He's forced to take part in a robbery that ends up with the theft of a sacred Sioux artifact and the death of several onlookers. After the incident, Hank Storm, whose brother was killed during the robbery, teams up with Buster to recover the artifact to avenge his brother's death. Kind of lengthy there. (laughs) Let's see uh, if I can pull up IMDb here. Come on, Internet. My internet's being... There we go. Let's see. An undercover cop forms an alliance with a Native American to help him hunt down the criminal who stole an ancient Lakota. Did I say that right? Yeah. Tribal Lance. I guess there's more, but I guess that's straight to the point right there. (laughs) This stars... Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Jamie Gertz, Robert Nepper, Bill Smitra, Clark Johnson, Peter McNeil, Floyd Red Crow, Westerman. Click on that one. Joseph Griffin and others. Directed by Jack Shoulder. Written by David Rich. Nez, when was the first time you watched Renegades? I saw this when it came out. Um, just because it was dealing with, with Native Americans. And when you think of Native Americans, you think of Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he had already portrayed uh, um, Chavez in Young Guns. I think this was the movie they did after that because that was on that. That Young Guns was in '88. Um, I think Young Guns Two was in '90, I believe. But um, uh, also, this stars uh, the great Gary Farmer. For those of you that watch uh, Reservation Dogs, he was um, 
a Lord Dannon's uncle. And they were dealing with him. <laughs> he was trying yeah. to get rid of his old weed. Yeah. <laughs> go. Oh, the brownie. Brownie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was badass in this. I, I love Gary Farmer. Everything that he pops up in, he's awesome. He was even awesome in uh, Demon Knight. Mm. That um, that Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. Um, the first hey, one. He, he stopped a tornado, man. <laughs> he did. Woke up naked. Uh, good, good, good for you, uh, Gary Farmer, because I, I would not do that. I got too much shame to be standing there buck naked, <laughs> holding that an axe. It's neither his life or his clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None of you guys know what we're talking about. Watch Reservation Dogs. Um, anyway, yeah. Green um, for a second season, right? Yes, it is yeah, coming. Awesome. Amazing series. I, yes. I can't wait. Um, but this movie was awesome. Yeah, the only reason I went and seen it, I, I love Kiefer Sutherland. I love Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, Jamie Gertz is always a plus. I, I love her period star uh, for you Lost Boys fans and done a bunch of other things. But this movie, I was like, okay, we got... Um, at first, I would have I would have saw it regardless, even if it wasn't dealing with Native Americans. Um so I was like, all right, cool. I mean, I, I'll check it out. And then uh, me and my friend went and seen it. And he hated it. He was like, what the fuck was going on in this? Why, why do they got to disrespect uh, Native Americans? And I'm like, when, he's, when he meant disrespecting Native Americans by using Lou Diamond Phillips, who's not Native. I think he's trying to claim now, but um, uh, he's not everyone. <laughs> so. Uh, I think he's Filipino and something else. I can't remember what it what exactly, but um, he's a good actor. I mean, I'm not taking any any of his work away. Were all his movies good? No, but um, this was one of the good ones. I was I was shocked uh, on how good this movie was, and I have not seen this in a really really long time. I think the last time I watched this one was when it came out on DVD, and um, that was a while ago. I remember it was like one of the first few DVDs I had owned after I got a, uh, my first player. But um, I liked this movie. I thought it was what it was. Uh, the Native American representation in this film, um, it was good. Uh, also, it was it was really awesome. I didn't know Gary Farmer was in it, and I also didn't know the uh, the great uh, Floyd Red Crow uh, Westerman. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, reading here, Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips spent time with him and his tribe to prepare for his character. Yeah, I mean, I, when Lou Diamond does these things, he just doesn't just take the role and acts like he doesn't know. He he does, especially when when, when you're dealing with um, uh, Floyd uh, Red Crow. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's an awesome actor. I loved everything he's done. Uh, I think one of the biggest things he has done was um, he was in Dances with Wolves. And but he his his filmography he's been all over TV movies everything he he, he he's even a musician he had his uh, own band at, at some point we did some during my musical career we did shows uh, we opened up for him uh, and everything so but he, he was a really good guy um, my connection with him is uh, I knew his daughter uh, in the Bay Area uh, and. Uh, one of the, one of my favorite memories that I have of him is uh, we were at a um, uh, a native function at, at our, um, our our local Native American um, community center. We were my buddy and I were sitting out 
uh, outside in the courtyard with the drum, and we were drumming and singing, and he came out and said, hey, Hey brothers, if it's cool if I join you, we're like, yeah. So he sat down and he he sang and uh, did some drumming with us. So I have that in my mind and in my heart, and I can remember. Uh, I met him a few times, but that was probably like one of my favorite mem- memories of him sitting there drumming with us. It was only it was just three of us: me, my buddy Joe, and uh, Floyd was sitting right there. We uh, we did the aim song. So I thought that was awesome. That was my good memory of him. Uh, again, Floyd, rest in peace, brother. We love you and we miss you. Um, but it, it was cool. I liked what they did with that. Well, with um, it wasn't uh, stereotypical bullshit that we see when when they deal with natives in in Hollywood and everything. Yeah, they they did use the uh, the Lakota language in this in the beginning, which I thought was awesome. Uh and they didn't um, Indian up uh, the three characters. Um, you sometimes they, they 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 do that with these movies. They they try to add everything they can, uh, leather and with fringe and the the all the native jewelry. They sometimes they go overboard in these type of things. So I'm glad that. Uh, Floyd probably had a lot of say in it. Like, look, yeah. we're we're not going to do that. This is how we are. This is what we're going to do. Because when you see them, they're not like, oh, you you already know they're native, so they didn't they didn't have to put all kinds of crazy shit on them uh, throughout the whole film. But I thought it was a good movie. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland, he's badass in, in just about everything he does. Were all his movies good? No. But this was a good one. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I love the story and what was happening. And um, yeah, I, I, I did love it a lot just because of the the whole Native American uh, angle in this film. But uh, I loved it. I thought it was good. It had uh, it had its comedy. It had uh, its action, and it had its drama and everything. Um, Again, they didn't really have the derog. They have a couple little derogatory lines uh, being towards natives, but um, they didn't like shove it down your throats like some movies do. But uh, I thought it was good. And I thought that uh, Lou Diamond, uh, he played Hank Storm. Uh, I'm sure dealing with uh, Floyd and Gary Farmer, he respected them. And I'm sure he had to ask him, all right, this, this is what I'm playing. This is what we're doing. If you don't like what I'm doing, will you you please say something? Um, so that's what I loved about this. I'm glad they didn't uh, force a lot of the derogatory terms down our throat uh, with this one. But there is a lot of movies out there where they do. But this one, they did. But overall, I thought this was an awesome film. When was the first time you seen this? Uh, first time was for this review. I've <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> I, I was uh, kind of, you know, making our schedule. I was kind of searching, and I came across this, and I was like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Lou Diamond Phillips, Keith Sutherland, fuck it, let's do it." And first time watching it, I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. Um, it it, it had that kind of that buddy cop aspect to it, even though. Lou Diamond's not a cop, and um, it had it had some humor to it. But the thing that I really liked is I wasn't really sure watching the movie if Kiefer Sutherland's character was a dirty cop or not because they kind of really let you kind of think about it throughout the movie. 
and I, I like that whole aspect. And uh, I I did have a problem with the ending, the keeper Sutherland using the the lance, the flaming lance to kill the <laughs> bad guy. I was just kind of like, uh, well. He kind of had to. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a minute. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I mean, I guess I just Lou Diamond was was a badass throughout the movie, and I just kind of felt like that should have been his moment because right. so, he he has he has some deaths to avenge. And <laughs> but I mean, I guess uh, Jamie Gertz. It's it's good seeing her. You know, she 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 was looking really good. Um. The the main uh, I guess uh, the main villain Marino he he was all right there really wasn't much to him he was just kind of a I guess a common villain you would have in this movie little mobster so I, I didn't really have a problem with that but overall I, I thought the action was pretty good when there was some the the humor was there and yeah good first time watch. Yeah, the Moreno character, he didn't sell it to me. He just, I don't know. He, I didn't he, buy him as a mobster. Yeah, it seemed like he was just phoning it in. He just like, he had that look on his face like, eh, I didn't care. There was a there was a guy in this, I, can't, I, don't, I don't remember his name, but they, they show him in the beginning uh, when we first, when we were first introduced to Moreno. Um, I, I believe he's an Italian gentleman. I'd seen him in some other movies, and I think he would have sold it more uh, as being uh, the Moreno character. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Joseph Griffin. He played uh, Matt in this film. He was only in it for like a second. and uh, But I think if he would have been the bad guy, I would have bought him more as the, the Italian boss or, or, or whatever. I, yeah, I think yeah. I, I it seemed like the guys around him were more Italian than him. So just watching it, I was like, why couldn't you just make them fucking diamond thieves or something? Yeah. I mean, late eighties, uh, when you think of Italians, you think of bad mobster type of guys. Um, (laughs) so, um, but, uh, the movie was, it, it was basically, um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, he he is a cop, and uh, he was he was working undercover. He was a, a Philadelphia police uh, in the Philadelphia Police Department. He is just he goes undercover and um, he's uh, working with Moreno, uh, Bobby Moreno. They were gonna um, rob this uh, jewelry store, jewelry diamond dealer or whatever. And uh, get out with, um, I think it was like six million dollars worth of diamonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the, we were introduced to uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character, Detective Buster McHenry. In the beginning, he kind of he's hanging out in the bar, talking with his girl. Then and, and then he's looking out the window. We see that the the police, the the local uh, cops, pull over a car of um, Asian gentlemen, and. It goes sideways because those the, those guys that we don't even know why they were in it, but all right, um, they, they, the <laughs> cops uh, are basically telling, all right, uh, you guys get out and uh, uh, we're we're gonna search you. Put your hands on the hood. One of them has a gun, and when 
he comes out. Uh, he ends up shooting, shooting at the cops. Um, one, of the, one of the Asian gentlemen takes uh, one of the cops hostages and has a gun to his head. And all within a matter of minutes, like the whole police force showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, that was some good response time. <laughs> all within a matter of two, maybe three minutes, uh, the whole police force showed up uh, to get these guys. Uh, Keeper's looking out the window, watching it all. He kind of goes out there and uh, grabs a beer uh, because the, all the cops are surrounding him. The, the, the Asian guy's got the, one of the cops hostages, has a gun to his head, telling him, to, look, if you're not going to put your guns out, we're going to kill him. So the, the main um, lieutenant or whatever, he he's like, all right, all right. And he puts his gun down. And Keeper comes staggering out of the bar holding a, um, a bottle of beer. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to find my car. What's going on out here? And he's playing the drunk role at, just so he can get closer to uh, the cop being held hostage. And uh, I'm just looking for my car. He walks up. Hey, what's going on? And he like clocks that one guy, gets the gun, uh, or actually grabs the uh, the Asian gentleman and the gun, and then lets the cop go and puts it to his head. Um, and he's all right, man. Tell you boys to put the guns down. Put it down. I think there's like four other dudes, yeah. uh, Asian guys with guns. He's telling put they can put their guns down. Put your guns down. And then all of a sudden it just turns into a shootout. Uh, just amongst uh, the the Asian guys and Kiefer, and he just blasts all of them, and then that's when they're like ah, and then the cops all come running in. Yeah, after he takes them all down. I didn't get this whole opening. Yeah, because <laughs> first I felt like him coming out there caused a few people to die that probably didn't need to happen. And then, like you said, the whole police force is out there, and it seems like nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Well, I just figured that he didn't work for that department. So, I mean, I'm sure. But doesn't know, the every lieutenant cop. show up at the same apartment? Or department? <laughs> I don't think he knew him because another dude came that, that knew him. Because <laughs> he, he uh, uh, McHenry, he gets arrested because they grab him. Uh, slam him against the car and they were just searching for his ID and I love this part he turns around and like, well, where? he goes well, where's, your, where's your badge or no he's like well where's your ID and he goes oh right here and he just open hand slaps the dude just, <laughs> just basically just bitch slaps him <laughs> and then uh, that lieutenant just <laughs> clocks him and knocks out uh, McHenry and he wakes up in the, in the drunk tank I guess <laughs> so they let him out, and then he he goes into the, another office. Um, uh, McHenry's one of his other uh, guys, and and I guess in his division or whatever, show up, and they're like, "Come on, man, what are you doing?" And he goes, "Just just apologize to the lieutenant, and we'll let you go." And basically told him, "No, fuck you, or whatever." So that guy's like, "Ah, that lieutenant's just mad. Get him out of here." So. <laughs> we that's when we find out that he is is a cop. Uh, guess it was only a way to introduce him because that whole scene with the Asian guys was kind of pointless. But yeah, uh, I don't know. People well, died for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after that, we, this is when we're introduced to uh, Hank Storm, uh, Red Red Crow Storm. That was. Uh, that's another thing I like about Floyd. 
uh, his middle name Red Crow. And not in every film, he always tries to work that in, which is cool. Uh, I'm glad that they let him do that. Uh, he was a Red, Coast, Red Crow Storm. He was uh, Hank's uh, dad. And Gary Farmer is George Storm, and it's Hank's brother. Gary Farmer was an awesome actor. Uh, I love him every time he's in things. He didn't do much in this one. He barely had any lines. He was just there. Uh, we were introduced to them. Um, they Actually, this scene was the very first thing before we are introduced to uh, uh, Kiefer's character. Um, we see uh, uh, Hank, Lou Diamond, he's getting ready. They go outside. Uh, Red Crow standing out there talking with uh, some other elders, and they're handing over the uh, the lance. There was something that they said at the beginning of the movie. I guess I should have had that uh, pulled up because it, it, it was describing what the uh, the lance was. Um, yeah, I guess I sh- it was like a big old long paragraph. I guess I should have really had that thing pulled up for you guys. Let me see if I could find it really quick. So yeah, when they're talking. He's uh, they're handing over the lance to uh, the, there's three other elders, and uh, okay, here it is. Um, no one knows who first used the sacred lance of the Lakota Indians. Legend has it that the lance could kill three buffalo with one throw. From generation to generation, the lance has been passed down. It will remain with the tribe as long as there are Lakota. All right, so this was a sacred uh artifact that they had it was um like a uh not really a spear but it had uh an arrowhead had some feathers on it but it, it was a sacred lance i, I that, that's just a little bit that i knew of it um, i'm sure someone can explain it more but what they were doing is uh well at this point we didn't really know what they were doing with it um they, they were they were taking it uh uh from the res and they were taking it to I think they were taking it to like a an art exhibit. Yeah, it, it was it was at a museum, but I assume to Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know how far that was. It was a plane ride. I know that, so that's that's why those three were in the film, and they were taking it uh, to to a museum to be to to be put on display uh, and everything. So they were they were, they were the, the elders were like, okay, here, just go go in peace, be safe, and take care of this. So Floyd took it and like, all right, good. They were all speaking Lakota, and there was no um, subtitles. So if you speak Lakota, the Lakota language, you probably knew what they say. I don't speak it. I'm a different tribe. I'm Navajo, and I did not understand any of it. So don't. We all don't speak the same language. There's many, many different languages dealing with uh, native people. Anyway, so yeah, we're introduced to them. Then we get the the McHenry stuff. And then uh, McHenry's he's he's doing he's doing a job. So we know he's a cop, and we know he's undercover. But uh, at this point, we think he's a dirty cop because he ends up going to Marino to some bar, uh, restaurant, or whatever, and then he starts talking to them, and that's when they're telling him about this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go rob these jewelers and take six million dollars worth of diamonds. And we're also introduced to. Uh, Barbara, Jamie Gertz's character, and she is Moreno's squeeze or whatever, or maybe just side side chick. Is yeah. how it seemed. <laughs> they didn't really establish that. 
No, they just needed a pretty face. And yeah, because later, it. later they need her to to find him, and she doesn't seem like she knows anything. So <laughs> yeah. So we uh, with that they go to the they do the robbery. Uh, it it, it kind of goes uh, a little sideways, and um, uh, they start uh, then then guns start blazing. Um, did the cops show up? Is that what? Uh, did it all because again the whole police force shows up. Yeah, I know Marino. He had shot the guy that basically was their their inside guy who gave him the all the the things they needed, like the the combination and everything. And I think when they ran out, I think the cops were already on the way, and for some reason their getaway driver drove off. Yeah, because when they show up there. Uh, one of the guys is trying to go in, but the, the, they wouldn't let the, they wouldn't let him in the front door. And uh, I'm sure it's, that's just how things go. Because when once uh, the guy that was talking to the lady through the glass, they finally um, went all right. So she kind of let him in. And when they were dealing with the diamonds and everything, uh, the guy that went in there, uh, one of the, one of the helpers, that's when he pulls the gun out on on the main dealer and uh, telling him just all right. This is what we want. Give it all up. The rest of the guys come rolling in with uh, the typical ski masks pulled over, and uh, and they're doing their heist. And they get into the uh, what's his name? Uh, Kiefer was the uh, the safe cracker, uh, I, I guess if you want to call him that. <laughs> but so. it's weird because the guy gave him the combination. So. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, it's it's funny, and it's just a movie, and we know that. But uh, you figured this safe would be not in the middle of the room, but maybe in its own little safe in the wall or something, because yeah. the safe it's like right there out in the open. <laughs> and the guy that's their inside guy is so obvious with everything, because Marino looks at him, and then the guy kind of nods towards his desk. And on his desk is a piece of paper with the combination written on it. <laughs> and I'm like, he's doing this like, well, I mean, I, I don't think anybody was looking, but it's not like he was hiding it or anything. It was, it was just kind of kind of strange. Yeah. So <laughs> once they get they get the, the safe open and they they know what they got, they find the diamonds and Kiefer is starting to pack it up. Um, Marino just kind of goes off and pulls out his gun and just starts shooting uh, everyone. He shoots the main guy, dealer guy they were dealing with in the head, and then they all just kind of bone out. The thing that was fucked up about this thing is the the dude that went in to to help him or to open have them open the door. He didn't have a mask on, so didn't his care. face is all over. <laughs> his face is they all seen his face. And I'm sure they got security cameras in there, so he's he's ass out. He can never do anything. <laughs> but they, the the main jewel guy is the only one that they kill, and, and then they all get the hell out of there. Uh, Kiefer kind of hems up. Moreno is asking like, "This wasn't part of the plan. What the hell are you doing?" Uh, Moreno's and his boys they start to get into his face, like, "All right, you better just know your role." So. At this point, we do realize that all right, Marino's the uh, the asshole uh, of the gang. Uh, they're still trying to get out of there, 
uh, they get to the to the door where their driveway or their getaway driver is in a van. But the cops, they, they had hit a um, silent alarm already. So the cops were on their way. So when they get there, that's when the cops show up. And uh, the guy in the driver gets scared. <laughs> he bones out. I felt like so, the second he heard the sirens, he was gone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Marino and uh, McHenry and, and their gang, they all go running out the back. Uh, they're still running uh, towards the uh, the getaway car. Uh, the, the two flatfoots uh, that show up, they start shooting at them. And uh, everyone gets in there. Uh, they, they got to the van, and they all take off. But uh, McHenry and one of the other dudes is with them. Uh, still didn't get away. He pulls out a gun. The cops blast him. Uh, one of McHenry's guys, he goes down. McHenry and uh, Marino are just running down the streets. I assume this is Philly. Running down the streets of Philly, just shooting guns in the air. <laughs> oh, oh, they got another guy with them, a black gentleman. Um, all hell's breaking loose, and they're running out in the middle of the road. Cops coming in every direction. Uh, no one's got masks on anymore. No one's trying to hide their guns. They end up uh, jumping uh, into a uh, a car and then taking off. Oh no no no! no I'm sorry. They run into a building and uh, they're trying to get away. And this is the building uh, that the museum uh, is going on because when they run in, we see um, uh, Lou Diamond. Uh, we see the storms. Hank, uh, Red Crow, and um, George. They're all standing there in this uh, Native American exhibit. Um, Marino fires a shot in the air and it's uh, kind of just getting everyone uh, to be scared. The other dude's running around uh, looking for a way out. They, uh, Marino kind of turns his attention over to the uh, Lakota Lance that's in a, in a display case and just catches his eye and he wants it, I guess. So Yeah, he had this look on his face like it was like calling to him like I need I need to have this right now yeah so when he was grabbing it uh, he broke the glass Um, Lou tried to step up on him but he ended up shooting um, uh, what's his name Uh, George 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 gets blasted and uh, he goes down so Lou's just kind of doing the face off they all run out to the back um, right before they're about to get into the car um, we go back inside, uh, Floyd's telling, uh, Lou, um, or Hank is telling, look, we need it. Go get it. Uh, they all get into a car and then they end up taking off. Uh, McHenry's driving. And then I love this cause the cops come running in and just start shooting at him. But, um, no seatbelts, everyone. I'll remember what your seatbelt when, uh, you're in a uh, high speed chase from the police. <laughs> So they go hauling ass down the street, uh, down the alley. Uh, here comes uh, Hank Storm, Lou Diamond Phillips, in cowboy boots and uh, running after them. I was like, okay. Yes, you can run out and see them, but he's like running full stride, chasing them. But it, <laughs> it's a busy time uh, in uh, Philly, I assume. Because there's uh, cars everywhere, and here McHenry's trying to just get away, and here comes Hank running down the street still, chasing these guys. Um, I don't know if you, maybe some of you guys that, that wear cowboy boots, I've only worn them a few times, and 
I was slipping and sliding, just walking in them. I can't imagine running down the, a busy street, jumping on top of cars and, and everything. I'd be scared of slipping and falling. <laughs> so, but Lou Diamond, he's badass. And he, he is a movie star. But yeah, so they're still trying to get away from the cops. And uh, they're just driving all over the street. They take it to the sidewalk. And of course, all kinds of things get hit. Uh, the food carts, the the guys that are slinging their stuff out on, on the sidewalks, um, good action. I mean, that that's what I liked about this film. I mean, they they didn't. It wasn't just a a, a dramatic crime story. I mean, they 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 did a throw in the shootouts and, and all the action. Again, I don't know how fast this car was going and how many blocks they went, but uh, Hank Storm is still like hot on their tail <laughs> running. <laughs> The cops kind of blocked them off for a second, but then uh, McHenry is like, fuck it, and goes crashing through, uh, I think it was a bank or some kind of business office uh, on the on the ground floor. Crashes through one window, drives through the whole office, uh, and crashes out of the other side, and then goes hauling ass down the street. Cops still hot on their tail, as well as uh, Hank Storm. He's running after him. But uh, all in the commotion, uh, we see a guy. It looks like he got pulled. No, uh, a guy that was in a red Corvette stops and he's looking at the uh, on what happened. And Hank jumps into it, and then boom, he goes, he steals the Corvette and goes running after or chasing after everyone. Cops are still chasing. Uh, I don't know if it was a limo or a black cat. I don't know what it was, but uh, they're chasing him. Hank is also hot on their tail. Uh, they end up. Uh, getting on the train tracks and everything and the cops are hauling as a big old huge police chase they end up getting to some kind of um, I don't know construction site or somewhere yeah. on the docks I don't, I don't know where but I did like this uh, this whole um, action scene because uh, they were jumping and everything in this hauling ass and police cars crashing all over the place uh, they end up losing all the cops and this is when uh, uh, um, Moreno just kind of knocks out. Uh, no, no, no. He gets shot. Yeah, he uh, shoots him from b- behind the back of the seat. Yeah, because uh, M- McHenry's driving. And, yeah, he just sticks the gun behind him and, and kind of gets him uh, uh, on on his side. And he's just laying there kind of basically bleeding to death, I guess. But, um. Maybe this this is what I thought was kind of stupid. Um, I didn't see. Maybe Marino had uh, used the the car phone to call his his buddies that uh, the getaway driver that was in a van that was supposed to pick him up, but then took off because the cop showed up. Mm. Um, I didn't see him following him, but uh, for some reason, he's there. Yeah, I want to say maybe this was the meetup spot, but it felt like the guy just happened to show up where they was, which I'm so surprised this guy didn't get killed. Yeah, for taking off on him because he didn't even wait. He just boned out as soon as she heard the cops. So Moreno and uh, the black gentleman and the getaway driver, they all take off. Uh, McHenry's laying there left for dead. Uh, Hank Storm shows up and picks him up and uh, he's going to 
nurse him back to health. They find some uh, rundown little hotel. Uh, I don't know where they are. It looked like they were in the hood somewhere. And uh, they get a room. And then he kind of, other than Hank Storm needs McHenry to to help him find the lance that uh, Moreno stole. So he does uh, does what he does. I mean, he would have been dead. Not really a full-on gut shot, and it is off to the side, but there is a ton of blood uh, all over the place. But uh, I assume uh, Hank Storm didn't turn him over to the police because he the Lance back. So he nurses him back to health, cleans him up. He calls uh, his dad to tell him, hey, I, I, I need you come to this hotel. Um, the cops are still trying to figure out who these guys were, why, what they stole and all that. And uh, the police find out that McHenry was in with these dudes. Um, did his buddy uh, know he was going undercover and working with them? I think the only one was the captain or whatever, but I don't think anybody else knew. And then there was this backstory of his dad being a dirty cop. So I I guess everybody just instantly was like, yeah, this guy is probably just like his dad. Yeah, that's right. So that that's when there was, all right. Yeah. He's, he was in on it. Um, we're with them that stole these diamonds and now he's fugitive, uh, Number one that we got to catch, as well as everyone else that's involved in it. But when Lou Diamond he goes and gets his dad to come uh, and try to help uh, McHenry, uh, nothing. I, mean, I assume Hank Storm, Lou Diamond's character, must have pulled the bullet out of uh, McHenry because he just kind of bandages him up and he's laying there knocked out. Um, uh, Red Crow shows up and does his um. His little smudging with his his, uh, his his medicine, basically doing some prayers and everything to hope that he can uh, get out of uh, everything. So the next yeah, morning, he I like how Hank asks if he's going to be OK. And he's just like, I don't know, maybe. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what I liked about this scene is, yes, this this is what we do. This is this. These these are our. Our, uh, our native uh, practices uh, on what we do when we prayer and ceremony and everything. So it wasn't uh, wasn't Hollywood. I mean, this is this was something that that was real. Um, so yeah, so he was he was telling him and and, and his dad uh, Hank's dad is telling him, look, man, we this is something we can't just oh fuck it, forget about it. We need that lance. This this is us. This is our culture. It's been in our, our in our tribe for, for generations. So that's why he was kind of just telling them that, that this is the importance of it. Hank already knew it. I think mainly this was for the audience to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. know why. Because they really didn't go, they, other than that little explanation in the beginning of the film and what the lands was, they really didn't go into it. So uh, we see Moreno. He's at his little ranch or whatever. Um and they're trying to figure out what to do. McHenry finally comes around. He kind of wakes up, but uh, there's the he knows that everyone's still after him. So at this point, Hank and McHenry still don't know who each other are, other than uh, Hank needs 
McHenry just uh, so they can find the lance and everything. So some of uh, Moreno's guys show up. Typical bad Italian guys in suits, greased back hair with ponytails. I mean, when, when you see guys with greasy hair and ponytails, you know they're bad guys, especially if they're in suits. <laughs> so they go uh, busting into the room, and they're trying to get them, but uh, uh, Hank and McHenry uh, hightail it out the windows. Uh, <laughs> what I liked is... Uh, they uh, they actually go to uh, I think a room over and uh, we see uh, a white guy on top of uh, a young black woman. I sing, uh, assume that she's uh, a hooker and he, he's one of the Johns. <laughs> but they were just basically trying to hide so they can get out of there. But uh, this whole time, McHenry lost a lot of blood and there was no kind of transfusion or no anything. So he's still his body is still weak. So what they end up doing is uh, they end up going to, uh, I assume this is another family member uh, of the storm because they go to his house and because they know that they're not going to be looking there. So he goes there, and this is when Hank explains to them uh, what he wants and that he needs to get their, their sacred artifact back. Um, McHenry is still trying to uh, figure out uh, where Moreno is, and he, he just, other than trying to bring the bad guy down, he does want to clear his name because all the cops right now think that uh, McHenry is dirty, like his dad and everything. They go into the story about uh, McHenry's dad uh, later when he's talking to uh, one of his buddies, his, his dad's ex-partner, that actually climbed up uh, higher in the, in, the, in the police department. So... Mm. There was a lot of that, a lot of talking going on. More, um, they were calling uh, McHenry chief, but then he finally told him, I'm not a chief. Stop calling me that. So, but I'm glad they really didn't go much further. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. With the derogatory terms. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the rest of the movie, uh, the, rest, uh, the rest of the movie is them trying to find the land and McHenry trying to bring Moreno to justice. And the back and forth of them, uh, of Hank and and uh, and um, McHenry, it, it's funny. I like what they were doing, but uh, yeah, some of the stuff they do doesn't really go nowhere. Like yeah. they need they need guns, so they they try to go go to a drug dealer and act like they're gonna buy drugs. Yeah, they Which, wanted to buy some crack. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, there's got to be a different way to get guns. And then the whole um, Jamie Gertz thing, going to her, I guess she owns a hair salon. And she clearly doesn't know nothing because it's almost like she doesn't know who she's dating or what he does. Mm -hmm. So it, it was funny that they're back and forth, but a lot of their, I guess their detective searching skills or whatever just kind of they were just kind of running around for like the middle portion of this movie <laughs> when they go dealing with the, the, the drug crack dealer or whatever he was i know he was um uh, i can't remember the, the actor's name uh he, he's mexican i believe and tattoos yeah, the, on his neck. Yeah. he was in uh breaking bad 
Two, I can't remember what the, that character's name. <laughs> yeah, he was in uh, when we did uh, King of New York. Oh, that's right, he was in that. Um, <laughs> so w- when they were trying to deal with all that, and uh, Lou Diamond, other than he's trying to, he doesn't really trust McHenry because they get into it a few times, and I have this big old fight on top of uh, uh, of a. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't a building on top of a warehouse or something. Um, still, McHenry's still dealing with it with his wound on the side. That's why I didn't get why he had the strength to be running around that guy all should over be town. Dead. Yeah, with all the blood he lost, he should have been done. <laughs> so they do finally figure out. You know what? You know what? I think we should just go over to Marino's place. So they end up. Both of them end up charging into. Uh, the restaurant where uh, McHenry actually met up uh, with Moreno earlier in the film. Okay, quick question. The guy that was like a fucking, I don't know what he was, a waiter or something. Was that the guy that drove the van? The getaway van? It looks like it, yeah. I think it was him. (laughs) So you didn't have one of your men drive the van? You had one of your employees at your restaurant. Well, you, you do what the boss says. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, but he knew where Moreno was because they ended up taking him and uh, taking him out the back and throwing him into the trunk of their car and <laughs> saying, look, you, you need to do, you need to help us find this fool. So Moreno's still hiding in his ranch somewhere. And at this point, we don't know what's going on. But during the scene when, when he's in, uh, at the ranch, Moreno's the ranch. He's we find out that he's actually in cahoots with um, uh, McHenry's friend. Um, what the Finch. hell is that? Who it was Finch? I think so. Yeah, it is. It was Finch. And uh, w- was he the captain or? It says detective. Okay. So I think he maybe that's who he. I don't know. There was a whole. I'm looking at the cast list. There was a whole bunch of people that was detectives. So. Yeah, but I I think he he was dealing with him because um, he was bad and not uh, McHenry's uh, father. I mean, yeah. I think McHenry Henry's dad knew what was going on and he knew who was involved, but he he just didn't want to. He didn't want to be on the take. And I think yeah. that that's why they killed him. So, but uh, McHenry's whole deal was he was trying to bring down all the bad cops uh, on what was going on and trying to clear his dad's his dad's good name. So they uh, they're still looking for Marino, and they they find out uh, earlier, like when um, uh, when we see Jamie Gertz's character, we find out that uh, uh, McHenry just assumes that. All right, let's get his girlfriend. She would know where he is. But, I mean, I don't know if it was his girlfriend his girlfriend. I think it was just more she was scared and she was a part of that lifestyle. And he's the boss, so let me just do what I have to do. But I think he was helping her with money to do whatever she does. Yeah. So they they get her to go. Uh, they go to her salon to try to get her to tell them. Uh, where he, where is where's Marino? But uh, I assume somebody was following him, or she called him, or somebody called. But Marie, some of Marino guys show up, 
and there's a big shootout. They just start shooting and gunning up the uh, the beauty salon. Uh, with all these bullets flying everywhere, I'm surprised none of the patrons that were in there getting their yeah. hair got shot. <laughs> well, yeah, one there's pretty full in there. One of them did get shot, but not like killed. She had a head full of uh, rollers, and uh, she took a few uh, bullets to those. She she didn't get hit by anything, just uh, the rollers in her hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're, they're still chasing them. They kind of chase them out of the back, but then the cops... Uh, show up and they grab uh, McHenry but then he's like hey man look you don't want us you want them and then some bad guys come running around the corner with the shotgun so the police go chasing them so they're still trying to uh, figure out where Marino is um, at this again at this point in the film as well uh, Hank really doesn't trust uh, McHenry so he kind of ditches him uh, on the train uh, they get all three of them. Uh, what's Jamie Gertz's name? Uh, Barbara, Barbara McHenry and Hank Storm get on the train, but then uh, uh, McHenry pushes Hank. He goes on. He falls onto the train, and then the doors close and it takes off. So he thinks he loses them. Uh, you gotta get some more action in it. <laughs> Hank is trying to get off the train. So what does he do? He climbs up. Uh, to the top of the train and jumps on to a uh, passing train so he in, can go in back. Cowboy boots. Yeah, in cowboy boots still. In uh, tight uh, boot cut jeans. <laughs> he, he jumps onto the the next uh, or the, the, the adjacent train going back to the, sta- the direction he came so he can try to catch up uh, with McHenry. So Again, a lot of good action in this for just the sake of being in it. <laughs> so, did, uh, it, did it ever go into his background? Because I know there was a scene where his dad said, I, I, I never thought you would come home. And I was wondering if they ever said what, where he was because this guy knows a lot of fighting moves and all kinds of shit. Uh, I kind of got the idea he was ex-military, but I'm not sure. (laughs) That's just, or who knows, maybe he just left the res and uh, did what he did, and now he came back and he's a badass. So uh, Hank is still walking around trying to find um, uh, McHenry. Uh, The the bad guys uh, are still hot on their trail as well. They're chasing each other through a mall uh, and all this. And uh, McHenry has Barbara still because he still thinks that she knows exactly where Marina was. Um, uh, oh, what the f- Oh, they were. Oh, um, uh, Hank is, is like he thinks he's, he just loses McHenry. He thinks he loses him in this little shopping center or department store. And he like slams his hand into some glass because he's mad because he lost uh, McHenry. But when um, uh, McHenry turns around and he's looking, watching him, and I think this is when he starts to feel sorry for him. So he kind of goes back because. Uh, Hank is like standing over the glass with his hands bleeding and security shows up and then McHenry just comes running up. I'm a cop and this and that. And then they kind of make up. All right. We, we were just chasing you for the last hour. 
uh, while you were trying to give you the slip up. So, but now we're going to be friends and come on and let's go get the bad guy. We why, go did, back why, to, why didn't Jamie Gertz run? I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't write it. <laughs> oh yeah. Jimmy, he's basically keeping her hostage. Why, why didn't they run? But uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, uh, Finch shows up over at the uh, the Storm residence, and he's trying to talk to um, Red Crow and asking him, well, "Where where are they? And have you seen him?" And he's kind of telling, "Well, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on." But uh, here comes Marino and some of his bad guys. And they come in, basically, you need to tell us uh, where they are. You're dead. And uh, Red Crow's kind of like, oh, "I don't know where they are." But you see him reach back and pulls out his big buck knife and throws it. And uh, stabs one of the bad guys with it. And then they just kind of unload on a Red Crow. So he ends up getting killed. Yeah, that so, but, guy was a loyal guy because he jumped in front of that knife. Yeah, he did. Uh, Finch is kind of like, what the fuck? Why, why, are you, why are you killing everyone? And he goes, he's just... He's, Finch is just getting deeper and deeper into, into all this. It kind of made me seem like the he... Wanted to get out of this, uh, being being uh, uh, on the payroll for the bad guys. Yeah, but he he was still trying to be a cop and and doing all that. But so, uh, McHenry and Hank show up back at the house and they walk in and this is when they see uh, Hank's dad laying there dead. So now his brother's dead and his dad's dead. The Lance is still gone. So then now they really need. Yeah, other than he needs to avenge uh, his family and uh, bring uh, Moreno's justice. Yeah, I didn't like how they left him like that. Yeah. Because they had other relatives that lived in there. Because the member uh, Red Crow had told the, the one lady to take the boys to the store and buy them something. I think he knew somewhat was coming. Yeah, so I'm, I, just, I'm just saying, like, what if they came home and found him like that? Uh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they came. Somebody had to come home and, and find him. So when they left the house, uh, they were going to get into a, a cab and take off. But then here comes Moreno and the gang. And uh, they have a big shootout. Um, uh, Barbara, she gets uh, she gets gunned down by Moreno. <laughs> this scene was funny because she runs out into the middle of the street for no reason. Was just trying to get away. <laughs> so, but um, I love Jamie Gertz, first of all. I mean, she could do no wrong in my eyes, but she did not sell <laughs> her, her death scene. Oh, she when, died? Yeah, Moreno gunned her up, filled her up a few times, and she just, it was all in slow motion, too, and she just boom, taking the shots, blood flying everywhere. Maybe that's how bad she sold it, because I didn't even think she died. <laughs> yeah. She went down, and uh, the, again, with the response time, the whole police force shows up in this back alley <laughs> or in the side street of the house. Multiple detectives. They, yeah. They all show up. So uh, Finch is uh, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll, they have uh, McHenry and and uh, Hank uh, hemmed up on, on the on the car, but Finch shows up and said, "All right, man, I'll I'll take you from here." So the, those two are handcuffed. Um, but while he 
while McHenry is handcuffed and he has him slammed down, he kind of he kind of notices there's a car um, with a dent in it, and it's got like a, a primer looking door, and he re- he remembers that uh, from earlier, from uh, one one of the uh, the shoot 'em up outings or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Finch and, and another detective are in the car and, and they're trying to talk uh, to him basically like, all right, what, what's going on? Where are the diamonds and everything? But then when they, uh, the two, the, the two cops are kind of talking it out and they go back to uh, the scene of the crime. And I assume everything was all cleaned up because all the cops and everyone was gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what they do go around the block a few times and waiting for everyone to leave didn't so, take nothing off no evidence taken nothing just packed it up and left <laughs> yeah so they go back and the, the other two cars get in the car that um, uh, McHenry noticed the one with the, the, the dented up primer door and they find out that he's like oh man they're, they're in on it um, Finch is still trying to Figure out what to do, and you you see the wheel spinning in his head. Like, all right, man, all the shit I'm doing with my life is wrong, so let's uh, let's try to do some right and get out of this. But um, he let McHenry and Hank go, but then they go back to to the police station and they end up uh, um, stealing a car and following Finch and the other detective uh, to where Moreno was out to his um, his ranch. So they follow him. All right, all right. I always have a problem with these type of things. When you're following somebody, especially at night, of course you're going to have your headlights on. And you're out in the middle of nowhere and the car that's, that, that you're following, and you're like not really – even if you were a mile back, they would still see your headlights. But Yeah, not too many people are going to be going to Moreno's ranch at this time <laughs> of night. Um, but, but the cops do realize that somebody is following them. So they, because they kind of shut their lights off and turn down a side road. Um, uh, Finch is uh, and the other cop are kind of talking to Moreno like the the other cop. He he's on the take as well, but he's like I'm I'm still with it. So, but Finch is just kind of like Nah, man, I I need to get out of this. But Moreno's basically, well, you're a part of this and uh, you can't get out. Because they, of course, when you're dealing with, with crooked cops, especially in the movies, I mean, with with the bad guys, those cops, other than getting all getting paid and money and everything, they they still need that. The bad guys still need those bad cops to to help them with everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, Moreno and I mean um, McHenry and Hank, uh, they find uh, Moreno's uh, ranch, and then they 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 know. Well, what they need to do, basically kill everybody and, and try to save save uh, whoever they can. <laughs> but there was nobody really there. Really. Yeah, they, anybody saving that already got killed. Yeah, I, I think uh, maybe, um, I think McHenry was still trying to save Finch. Like, all right, I know he's bad, but I think he's still got some good in him. So let's uh, let's just go over there. So uh, Moreno, they had like some kind of uh, little sensors or whatever that they drove over and, and alerted Moreno. So they're all right, here they come, they're here. So all those guys load up on all their guns and they're and they're getting ready. So Moreno knows that that 
that uh, McHenry and Finch are coming. So they go, well, we know what uh, both of them want. Uh, Hank Storm wants the, the Lance. McHenry wants uh, Marino. So the all his bad Marino's bad guys load up uh, with machine guns and everything. And then there's a big shootout <laughs> amongst all of them. Uh, they end up uh, Marino. I mean, um, Hank and McHenry, uh, they take out a few of the guys out in the woods and then they end up to getting into the, to the barn and then, uh, Marino's guys set it on fire. So they're trying to figure out, well, fuck man, the whole place is burning. What are we going to do? So they kind of come up with a plan. All right, this is what we're going to do. Just kind of run out and, uh, hopefully someone get away. Uh, the whole place is on fire with this, but, and then, and there's horses inside the barn. So uh, they let all the horses out. The horses are just running out just to get to save themselves from the fire. Uh, Marino's guys open fire on the horses, but Marino's like, what are you doing? So he's trying to stop them <laughs> from shooting his horses. Like, they didn't do anything. Why are you shooting at them? But uh, McHenry is inside the, the barn still, and he, they, he's got a shotgun, and he's shooting uh, at the bad guys. He ends up shooting one of the um, – I think it's in one of those kerosene barrels, and that whole thing blows up. But while all the horses were running out, um, Hank Storm, uh, being the the Indian that he is, he runs along the side of the horse, jumps on onto the horse, and I think he's riding a bareback and just hauling ass towards the house. Uh, some of Moreno's guys are shooting at him, but he ends up missing. But uh, before all the sh- the shooting and everything, when Moreno came out, he had the lance and he just stabs it into a pole uh, on the porch. So uh, they're all hiding. Um, McHenry comes flying out of the barn on a dirt bike uh, that he finds in there. <laughs> I was like, okay, pretty convenient. There was a dirt bike in there. Uh, Hank Storm finds the, sees the lance in front of the house. He ends up taking it. Um, McHenry is still hauling ass towards the other crooked cop that was with Finch. And uh, he's uh, that cop starts shooting at uh, McHenry, but he like jumps off the bike and lets the bike go crashing into him. And then uh, we see McHenry and uh, Finch. Uh, they're kind of talking, and again, you see Finch kind of like, "Hey, man." Other than he needed the money, like, "All right, man, just come on, we need you." And uh, but then um, Marino ends up uh, gunning up uh, Finch. So that crooked cop is dead, which was uh, McHenry's friend, as well as his father's friend. So he ends up getting killed. And then here comes uh, Hank Storm out of nowhere, hooting and hollering, holding the lance. But before he comes up, uh, the other the other guy that was with um, Marino, the, the black gentleman, he uh, hits um Hank Storm off the off the horse, and they kind of get into a fight. Uh, Hank pulls out his knife and ends up uh, stabbing uh, the black guy. He goes down. Marino starts firing towards uh, uh, Hank Storm, but when when Hank got hit off the horse, he like dropped the lance and it fell. So after uh, Hank killed uh, the black guy. Uh, Marino steps in, starts shooting at him. Uh, McHenry sees the the lance because it kind of fell on fire and the handle's on fire. He runs up, picks up the lance, 
uh, and throws it, and it goes flaming through the air and gets Moreno in the heart. Uh, basically, goes all pretty much all the way through him because you see it kind of sticking out of out of his back, and then he falls down. And uh, Lance is still on fire. Moreno's dead. Pretty much all his guys are all dead. <laughs> And uh, that's the end of them. <laughs> it kind of fades to black. And then uh, I don't know how, how much further after this, but uh, we're back on um, on the res. And Hank is uh, on horseback with a bunch of other uh, little res kids. And he's basically showing them and telling them the, 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 the stories of, of the land. Here comes a car, and it turns out it is um, McHenry, and he's telling him, all right, look, everything's good. I'm a yeah. cop. <laughs> I'm still a cop. I'm on probation. They and, gave uh, me a citation. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> all good. And like, you, you know how many people died? Yeah, they slapped me on the wrist, and uh, I came all the way out here from Philadelphia just to tell you. Um, <laughs> it must be far. Because uh, in the beginning, uh, Hank and his family flew from where the res or whatever was the closest airport to the res to Philly. I think <laughs> it says uh, it's in Texas. Oh, they were in Texas? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know how far Texas is from Philadelphia. It's still pretty far with the whole plane ride. Because <laughs> wanted to fly out there to shake his hand. Yeah, I figured he would, would at least maybe stay. He's like, hey, thanks, brother. Uh, sorry about your family, and, uh, and that's your movie. Because <laughs> so, yeah. he goes riding down the road, and <laughs> Hank is still up on the hill with the kids. So uh, We ran through as quick as, as we could. I did leave some things out, but that was pretty much uh, the movie. There was a lot of stuff in this movie that they didn't even need to put in the movie. I think it was just... Did it help the story? No, <laughs> but I think they were just they were just putting stuff like the whole beginning where with the Asian guys and, and that whole shootout thing. Now that did it need that? No, <laughs> but all right. But I mean, the movie is good. It is what it is. If you guys have stars, uh, is that what it was on? Yeah, I think so. All right, yeah, it's, it's streaming on stars. If you haven't seen it, um, any of you guys that do uh, Blu-rays, uh, come on, give this a, a proper release. Not the Good Times video DVD that I have. <laughs> um, the box, the budget for this movie was sixteen million, and it made a little bit of money. The box office was twenty million. I mean, it got my money uh, when it came out. Um, is Morgan Creek still around? I think they're they're doing DVDs and Blu-rays. I don't think they're making movies. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, Morgan Creek was putting them out back in the day, in the good old days. So, but I mean that yeah that that was Renegades, uh, nineteen eighty nine. It is labeled an American action crime, directed by Jack Shoulder. Um, what ha- else has he done? I'm trying to see. He's worked. Oh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two. Uh, the Hidden. We did that, didn't we? Yeah, I think I read a fact about that. I think something about because of the, he did the hidden and they did that that car chase scene. Oh, <laughs> that he wanted to do another car chase scene in a movie, and I think that's what the 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 jury heist chase scene was. Okay, 
Because they did Renegade. Oh, no, he did The Hidden first and then Renegades. Uh, he directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Uh, I know some of you horror fans didn't like that one. I thought the movie was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> Go back and listen to my review with uh, Mark Patton. I interviewed him a few years ago at uh, Sinister Creature Con. Um, was it East Society or Magnus? I don't remember. One of those ones. Just go back until you find it. But um, Renegades. Uh, I loved it. I thought this was an awesome film. And, uh, of course, I'm going to love it because of the the, the Native American part of it. But, um, uh, again, shout out to uh, Floyd Red Crow Westerman. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, and Gary Farmer. Lou Diamond Phillips, when you, when you need an Indian, the native, you always go to him. <laughs> so uh, I think we're I think we're <laughs> at a point in time. I think we can get somebody that actually is. <laughs> There's plenty of native actors out there. Um, uh, he does. We don't he, need he, Stephen Lang or uh, <laughs> what's his Dexter's dad. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Ajax. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Damn it. Um, somebody's, <sighs> somebody's yelling right now. Uh, Remar. Rem- James Remar. James Remar. Yeah, him. <laughs> When's that Dexter coming out? Uh, I think, I want to say November for some reason. It could be next month or November. Is this a one and done thing or is it? Yeah, from what I read, I think they didn't feel the, the series ended in a good way. So this is kind of their what they wanted to do or something. It seemed like it was just. It just ended. I was kind of like, eh, all right. I, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't like how it ended. Yeah, November, November seventh is when uh, that comes. Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I guess right. I, I, guess I thought I had Showtime. I don't have Showtime anymore. I guess I'll, I'll find it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, ah, right, what do we got next? Uh, since we're getting into the October, figure we try to get into some kind of, I guess, horror action, sci-fi action. So. We're gonna do 1987's Predator. Is that horror? <laughs> it has an alien monster, so <laughs> I'm trying here. So. <laughs> uh, I think one we need. To, well, I don't even know if that was really an action movie. Um, I know we meant to do this last year, but something happened. End of days. Uh, yeah, that's kind of. I put it in there. He's cop. Like the, the, the devil. The devil. I mean, I haven't. I picked this up. I haven't watched it in a while, but I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since it came out in the theaters. Uh, yeah, I've been falling asleep in the theater. <laughs> but uh, I, I love Arnold. I got to keep my Arnold collection going. His comedies, not all of them were good. I don't know. But I don't know what you're thinking with Junior, but uh, Twins too. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, more Arnold with the Predator. Uh, we'll get into it when we do that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but all right, everyone, that is it. Uh, this episode, uh, East Society. Yeah, I just got a new one coming, so just. 
go back and listen to whatever. Oh, oh, really quick. Uh, uh, Blind Frankenstein, a.k.a. Big Jesse, came out of retirement. And uh, we did our, our, our yearly Big Guys uh, episode of the Big Guys podcast. It was another little sideshow from the Skater Nez podcast network. It was something that we do when we can. And we cranked one out for you guys. Nice. So uh, definitely go back and listen to that. If you're new to the big guys, go back. I don't, I don't even know what no episode this is. I want to say, I know we did. We've done, I think we've done less than 10, maybe more than 10. I don't remember. Go back until you find big guys. It's back maybe a year or two. So, but yeah, we're back. Hopefully we're going to do, uh, give you one more before the year is up. Um, but if you're familiar with that show, we said we were going to do it when we could. It took us a year and a half, but we came back. <laughs> we did another one for you guys. So, yeah, shout out to Big Jesse. Uh, you rock, brother. Thanks for coming back on. And uh, you're also going to hear his voice when we do more 31 Days of Horror with you decided. So until then, everyone, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Uh, like I said on previous episode, check social media for everything coming out, news trailers, uh, new shows, and website coming soon. So until then, everybody be safe.